Good morning and welcome to worship. It is uh, good to see all of you here in the sanctuary and it is good to be seen by those of you who are joining us um, at home via Armstrong Cable, our Facebook page or our um, website. Here we are on the third Sunday of May, the last Sunday of Eastertide and the Sunday in which the United Methodist tradition we celebrate uh, Jesus' ascension into heaven. Uh, following worship this morning, um, Staff Parish is hosting, along with many others, a um, well, are helping me celebrate a transition in my life, which does affect the church, uh, of course, um, my retirement. So I, I invite all of you, any of you, to stay following the service. We'll be in Miller Parlor. Um, at the end of the service, I'll greet those of you who can't stay at the back door, and then I'll scurry back into Miller Parlor because I hear the rule is that no one can eat until I get there. So I'll go, I'll be quick, I'll be quick. Um, yeah, there's a lot, there is a lot going on. And, and I have a number of questions that come up from people about um, where will I be and can I come back? And um, so I wanted, as, as we begin worship this morning, I wanted to give just a few words about that uh, outside the context of a sermon. Um, my husband Dave and I are, uh, will remain in Meadville. Um, we own our home and we're kind of already uh, as central as you could be for our four adult children and grand boys. So us moving anywhere would not make any sense at all. Uh, we look forward to staying connected to the community as much as possible, but I won't be attending worship here. Um, that's just good practice and it, it seems um, sometimes hard and I want to let you know that Pastor Kendra, your new pastor that begins in July, has already extended that invitation to me. Um, so it do doesn't have anything to do with that. Uh, she has already said, you know, you are always welcome at Stone. And, and I do know that. But just for this uh, first stretch of time, it is best that all of us get used to a, to a new reality. But um, Dave and I will continue again to be part of the Meadville community and, and look forward to um, many of the, doing many of the same works and ministries that we have done before. I will be, and so this, although we're celebrating um, our lives together today, I will be here next Sunday morning. Um, I'll be preaching next week, and then Dave and I will be off to South Carolina, and I'll be gone two weeks for our son John and his fiance Kelly's wedding. Then I'll be back my last Sunday preaching here will be on uh, June 18th. So we have, some, we have some more time together. But if you've been in my office, and if you've ever been in my office, you'll notice that Nelson Mandela is off my wall. So um, we are, we're, 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 we're leaving, we're moving on, um, Nelson, Nelson and I. So with that, um, a couple of other announce, announcements as we begin worship. Uh, we have had some issues with sound for those of you who have been joining us um, remotely over these last few weeks. Uh, please don't blame Armstrong. They are doing the best they can, and we are also doing the best we can here. Since December, our broadcasts from this end have been done completely by volunteers, 
and that is a good and holy ministry. Um, these are persons who have pretty much opted out of just being um, in worship, but rather to be helping other people worship. So I particularly thank uh, Tyson Johnston and Carolyn Turnbull. Nancy Frambies has been up there. Uh, Charlie Royer. Uh, tomorrow night at 7, we're going to be um, having another training for anyone who is interested and uh, has a, a bent toward technology. It doesn't have to be any, you don't have to lean far. Um, you just need to follow a few directions so you can join us tomorrow evening. Another thing, and, I, and because I know that our sound was not on uh, last week, I want to repeat this announcement. About two weeks ago now, was it, that um, a broad, uh, an uh, email went out to people that was, in, that was uh, an imposter, was spoofing, I guess is the official word, I'm not sure, uh, that came from an email address that looked very similar to ours from Stone. Um, there was a request for uh, gift cards, there was a request that you call me, all of this was fake. So this email went out to everyone this week that's on our church mailing list, and I wanted to share this uh, also with you this morning. So if you've already read it, bear with me, and for those of you who have not, uh, listen closely. Recently, there have been multiple occurrences of identity spoofing where an unknown bad actor has impersonated a member of the church through email using a similar but different email address. Then in caps, do not respond to any email requests for help, information, money, or otherwise without verifying with the actual person via direct telephone to make sure that they actually sent the email. It is possible that you may also receive a phone call or other written correspondence from a bad actor requesting help, information, money, or otherwise. If anything seems suspicious, do not share any information and just hang up. Please use caller ID and other methods like asking a question and only the real person would be able to answer. I thought that was a really, uh, really good, good advice. And again, re please report any suspicious activity to the church office. And, and I thank all of you who have gotten a hold of us. A number of you have uh, either called or um, gotten in contact with us in the office saying, you know, this happened to me, what should I do? So. Um, the world of technology offers us many wonders and also some significant worries. So we will um, we'll do the best we can on that. Oh, so announcements behind us, worship before us. Take a deep breath of the spirit in our midst. Ah, so this morning... We celebrate Jesus' ascension into heaven, and I invite you to share in our call to worship, which does come from our United Methodist Book of Worship. If you want to see it in your hymnal, it's on 323. The words will be on the screen. Please stand if you are able. And join me now in this unison prayer. Ever-living God, your eternal Christ, once dwelt on earth, confined by time and space. Give us faith to discern in every time and place the presence among us of him who is head over all things, 
and fills all, even Jesus Christ, our ascended Lord. Amen. And our opening hymn is in celebration of this risen Christ, Crown Him Many Crowns. 327, or words are on your screen. This morning, we give you thanks with our hearts, with our hands, with our gifts. Use all that's been given today, our money, our resources, our time, our talent, our ideas. Use it all in order that your way and your will might become realized on earth. Amen. Please be seated, except for kids. 
so good. We have kids here today. What would I do without you? I even have my chair back. Here they come, ones by ones and twoses by twoses, and threeses by fourses, and fiveses by sixes. We have got a lot of you today. And Carter has a suit coat on. Did you wear it special? You did, just for me. Sure, I appreciate that. And you have a beautiful, Morgan has beautiful hearts. This is special. Okay, folks, I have a story for you, and then we're bringing the cow back out. Yay, cow! We're bringing the cow back out. We're bringing the cow out. But first, I have a story for you. So today is a really kind of a interesting story, interesting Sunday. We tell this story about Jesus rose from the dead and he was with his friends for 40 days, but in a bodily form that we don't even quite understand because it never happened to anybody else other than Jesus. And then he said, but I can't be with you like this forever. And they, they, all the disciples were like, oh my gosh, what are we going to do? We don't know how to do things without you. But Jesus taught them something. And this was, they were kind of worried about like what's going on. And it goes like this. Eleven disciples waited excitedly to meet the risen Jesus. They peered down from a mountaintop in Galilee. Why did Jesus ask us to stay here, Philip wondered. Maybe, guessed Peter, he's going to teach and heal again. Well, I hope we can still follow him, said John. Just then Jesus arrived, and the disciples dropped to their knees. Oh, Jesus is alive, they prayed. Thank you, God. And then Peter lifted up his head, and he said, Are you going to teach and heal again? And Jesus said this. He said, No, now it's your turn. What? I taught you about God's love. I healed God's people. And now you are going to teach and heal and love and care for people just like I did. And you know what the disciples said? We can't do that. We can't be like you. You're the only one who can do it. And Jesus said, that's not true. Yes, you can. You have been given the authority to teach and heal God's people. And then James, one of the disciples said, we can heal people? And Jesus said, yes, you will be my apostles. That means like special uh, workers, special ministers. And you will go in my name and you'll travel all over the world and you'll teach and you'll heal people and you'll baptize them. And the 11 of them looked at each other and they thought, could we really do those things? Could we really be like Jesus? And Jesus said to them, you won't be alone. Remember, I'm always with you now and forever. Hmm, that is interesting. I'm going to count one, two, three, four, five, six, seven, eight, nine, ten. Us make 11. What? What? Oh, I didn't say that, right? I didn't say that when you all came up. How I usually say, did you just come on the bus? Eleven of us, hmm, we're like the disciples that said, we don't know Jesus, are we going to be able to do the kind of things you can do? And you know what I say? Do I say yes or no? Yes, yes right? Okay, this is where we get to bring the cow out. Are you Yay, ready? Cow, cow, cow. All right, Miss Cindy's going to bring out the cow. 
Maybe some of you missed the cow last week, and even if you were tuned in, you might not have heard us. Okay. So here's the story, right? That this this cow, I wish I could keep it, because I love this cow. This cow showed up last week, right? Because we were reporting on how much money we raised through the Heifer Project. What was our goal? How much money? 500. Do you remember last week how much we said? You do? You remember the number? What was it? Are you a savant for numbers? Or how did you remember that? 869 and 29 cents. But more came in. 40 more dollars came in. So we have a new cow report. Ta-da. Are you ready? Are you ready to find out what we bought, all of us together? All right, big news. Wait, I have this so it's supposed to unfold like. Oh, wait, a cow, right? Are you ready? And what? And sheep and pig. And a pig. And there's more. Two swarms of bees. Two hope baskets, which are baskets with things in them that help the farmers. And wait, we have $2.69 left over. That, this is what you all and we all did together. So we started out just a cow and little by little, so say it with me, what did we buy? A cow, a sheep, a pig, two swarms of bees, two hope baskets, and $2.69. And we're just going to send it along, and then they can decide what, what we can add it to. So that's the kind of work Jesus gave us to do. And the disciples like us, 11 of us, well, now Miss Cindy's here, so now there's 12 of us, said, oh, we don't know if we can do what you want us to do, Jesus. But we can, right? So go for it. All right. Big Sunday, big Sunday. So we're going to uh, say a prayer, and then Miss Cindy, and who's your helper? Miss uh, Andra. Your mom is, okay. Well, let's, God, thank you so much for kids, for grown-ups, for cows and pigs and sheep and bees that make honey for people. Uh, thank you for all the love that you've shown us so that we can show others. Just continue to make us thankful and helpful people. Amen. All right. I think the cow needs to stay out front. Uh, it's, 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 it's the cow's last week here. So off you can go now. You can off you go to, maybe the cow's retiring. Off you go to children's church. And so we are thankful for our real, our real live worship. And we're also continue to be thankful that we have the opportunity uh, to share with our virtual choir. And so they bring us uh, the piece this morning called the Revelation Song.
over these last few years who've given their time and energy and talent to be able to provide us ongoing music. Uh, it is good. Ah, so this morning, today's scripture is the last page, so to speak, of the chapter of Jesus's life that began on Easter morning at the empty tomb. This one Jesus, who was known as beloved teacher, healer, and friend, crucified on a Friday, revealed as Jesus the Christ, the Messiah, the risen one on Easter morning. Over the next 40 days, as we um, hear through scripture, he appeared in bodily form, like resurrected bodily form, so somewhat different, but bodily form, um, to Mary Magdalene, to his disciples in the upper room, to Thomas. He appeared to Cleopas and, and his companion, on the road to Emmaus, then to a group of disciples at the beach, including Peter. Now this kind of encounter could not go on forever, at least that's what we are told. And so now listen, uh, as we hear from the book of Acts, chapter 1, verses 1 through 11, about what happened next. Um, Acts, by the way, is... Uh, presumed to be written by the same author as the book uh, Gospel of Luke. So our writer begins by saying, in the first book, Theophilus, I wrote about all that Jesus did and taught from the beginning until the day when he was taken up into heaven after giving instructions through the Holy Spirit to the apostles whom he had chosen. After his suffering, he presented himself alive to them by many convincing proofs appearing to them during 40 days and speaking about the kingdom of God. While staying with them, he ordered them not to leave Jerusalem, but to wait there for the promise of the Father. This, he said, is what you have heard from me. For John baptized with water, but you will be baptized with the Holy Spirit not many days from now. So, when they had come together, they asked him, Lord, is this the time? Lord, is this the time when you will restore the kingdom to Israel? He replied, it is not for you to know the times or periods that the Father has set by his own authority. But you will receive power. But you will receive power when the Holy Spirit has come upon you. And you will be my witnesses in Jerusalem and all Judea and Samaria and to the ends of the earth. And when he said this. As they were watching, he was lifted up and a cloud took him out of their sight. While he was going, they were gazing up toward heaven and suddenly two men in white robes stood by them. They said, men of Galilee, why do you stand looking up toward heaven? This Jesus who has been taken up from you into heaven will come in the same way as you saw him go into heaven. This is the word of God for the people of God. Thanks be to God. Let us pray. Ah, oh God, open us 
disciples in this day. Open us this morning to the power available to us and to the confirmation of your call. Amen. There's a passage uh, from Romans chapter 8 that I read quite often at funerals. It begins with this question from Paul writing to the early church in Rome. And the question is this, what then are we to say about these things? What a great question. What then are we to say about these things? Now we don't know exactly what these things were for this early gathering of Christians in Rome. We do know some of it from the letter itself, that there were tensions between Jewish and Gentile Christians. There were some disagreements inside the body of this new Christian community. There were some uh, differences on understanding of salvation and how this came about through this one that they now knew as Jesus the Christ. There were political tensions in their time. There were religious tensions. We know, we know that there was oppression from the Roman government of the early church. We know that there was illness and weight they also personally would have been dealing with grief. Hmm. Maybe not all that different from us. So that question, so that question, what do we say about these things? Paul goes on, as he often does, to answer his own question. He says this, if God is for us, then who is against us? He who did not withhold his own son, but gave him up for all of us, will he not with him also give us everything else? And, and then Paul goes on in this chapter 8, ends with these words. In all things, we are more than conquerors through the one who loved us. For I am convinced, writes Paul, for I am convinced that neither death, nor life, nor angels, nor rulers, nor things present, nor things to come, nor powers, nor height, nor depth, nor anything else, and all of creation will be able to separate us from the love of God in Christ Jesus our Lord. Paul says, can anything separate us from the love of God? Absolutely not. This uh, particular passage was probably written about 20 years after the story, the event that was just described in Acts this morning. But I think these words of Paul, both the question and the answer connects with this story and with our lives. Jesus Christ orders the disciples not to leave, to stay in Jerusalem and to wait. Because they're going to be baptized, he tells them, you're going to be baptized with the Holy Spirit. And they're probably like, okay, <laughs> all righty. I wonder what that means. I, I love the children's version of this story this morning because um, it's an imaginative read, but it gives us a little more insight into maybe how the disciples were feeling about this supposed good news. It was more like, Jesus, can't you just stay and kind of do this yourself? Um, and Jesus said, no, some, something, more, something more is going to happen. And so they're gathered, they surprisingly, as disciples, uh, do what Jesus asked them to do, and they're gathered there in Jerusalem, and Jesus ascends into heaven and he goes out of sight, and the disciples are left behind, and they're left behind 
Not alone, though, but with a promise. Because before Jesus ascends and they ask him that great question, oh, Lord, is this the time when you're going to restore the kingdom to Israel? Is this the time when you're going to do it, Jesus? And remember Jesus' comment, no, um, this isn't the time. We don't know the time. Only God knows the time. But the main point here, he tells them, is that although I physically won't always be with you, the Holy Spirit is going to come upon you, and you are going to do everything that I could do. And there's another place in Scripture when it says, and even more, and even more. You will, I like the wording in, in this passage, you will receive power, and you will be my witnesses. The Apostle Paul wrote about this, right? In that passage, the reason you can do it is because nothing, nothing can separate us from the love of God. And nothing can separate us from the power of the Holy Spirit. And the cow. <laughs> nothing can separate us from our call to be disciples and do the very work that Jesus did. To be disciples who look like Jesus, who love like Jesus, who commit like Jesus, who are willing to buy a cow and a pig and a sheep and two swarms of bees for people who have none of it so that they can feed themselves. So that uh, when you uh, took it an in-gathering for UMCOR a couple weeks ago, so we can be the arm of Jesus in the world in places of disasters. So that we can deliver food to a family who's grieving. So that we can provide comfort to those in need. So that we can bring in paper goods and shoes and all kinds of things. And do the work of justice that needs to be done in the world. That is what Jesus told his disciples. You will have the power and you will be my disciples. This wasn't planned to be the uh, scripture for this day in which we... Uh, celebrate uh, my new uh, stage in life and our ministry together, but it seems so appropriate. The disciples, I include you and me in that group, we're really trying to be faithful. I believe that about us. Even when we fail, we're trying to be faithful, to walk the way of Jesus. They did what Jesus told them to do, to go and to wait. And so while they were waiting, they knew a change was coming. That Jesus promised that the Holy Spirit was going to come upon them and that the Spirit would actually blow them away. You know, that's the story for next week. When we hear that the Holy Spirit came, uh, what looked like tongues of fire and a rush of mighty wind. And they trusted Jesus and they also wondered, how is this going to go? And maybe that's you, and maybe that's me today. I am looking forward to this new time in my life, that Dave and I will have more time together, that we will travel, that we'll see our kids and our little boys more, that we'll continue to be part of the community in different ways. But there is some anxiety about it. I mean, I've spent um, almost 30 years as a pastor my last 12 years pastoring the people of Stone. And I'm going to look this up. I think I'm the longest serving pastor Stone has ever had. 
we'd have to go back a while. Um, but that's because we were in it together, right? That's what we celebrate, that we have been in incredible ministry together. Um, so that's like the disciples, you and me, waiting. It's like, okay, Jesus, we know we've done things before, but you're going to be gone now, Jesus, and how will we be? We will be in ministry together in a different way, in a prayerful way, because we are never alone. Um, we've been comfortable together. That is good, but also challenging. And I believe that your new pastor, Pastor Kendra, is going to energize new ministries and maybe revive some existing ones. And I know that that's possible because if you are in any way as supportive of her and her husband, John, as you have been of Dave and I, um, great ministry is before us, before you at Stone. So yes, there will be tears. Um, there may even be some tension through the time of transition. That's pretty usual. But there will also be laughter and hope and some wonderment as the disciples had about what will be. And why is this true? How is this possible? Because the Holy Spirit comes upon all of us and because we believe Paul's words. When he wrote, what then are we to say about these things? Can anything separate us from the love of Christ? No. In all things we are more than conquerors through the one who loved us. For we are convinced, us here, those joining us remotely, we are convinced that neither death nor life nor angels nor rulers nor things present nor things to come nor powers nor height nor depth nor retirement nor transitions in leadership. Nothing, nothing else in all of creation will be able to separate us from the love of God in Christ Jesus our Lord. Thanks be to God for that incredible gift of our time together. Amen. Amen. And so we sing, right? We sing about uh, God who comes to us into our hearts. So as we prepare for prayer, uh, please join now. Remain in your seats and um, join in singing 2160 into my heart. And the words are on the screen.
So as we move into our spoken prayer, we have many joys to celebrate this morning as well as concerns. The beautiful flowers on our altar this morning are uh, given by uh, Jim and Darlene Ross in um, honor of their daughter Alicia Malik's uh, birthday. Uh, we give thanks for this season of such beauty and uh, graduations and proms. Um, we give thanks that Jesus is always with us. We give thanks for our Heifer Project's great success and for the in-gathering that we are able to uh, do. I give thanks that the be little baby that we have been praying for that is still tucked inside his mama's belly is uh, still doing well, and uh, that's our family prayer for us. Um, also give thanks uh, this afternoon at uh, 4 o'clock, the Martin Luther King Scholarship Committee will award um, another three scholarships that recognize um, the gifts and graces and good futures of some of our young people. I also was thinking we have not officially in worship welcomed Terry and Don Ola who have uh, transferred. You might have seen if you see our newsletter, have transferred their membership to Stone. So uh, we welcome uh, them in our, into our congregation. Um, also kind of transitioning from uh, joys to concerns, our conference as we move forward is going to be looking at something like 300 disaffiliations of local churches. About, it looks to me like a little over 20 in our Erie Meadville district. What this means is that those uh, members of those churches will be, uh, many of them staying with that church, but there will also be others whose churches is, um, are disaffiliating to either become um, independent churches or to join the global Methodist church. Along the way, there will be those who will want to be welcomed into another United Methodist Church. And so uh, we want to be uh, the church that says yes. Um, if, if you want to find your home here, you are welcome. So that again, as we look to what Stone's ministry and wel of welcome will be, that will be very important. Um, ah, looking to other uh, concerns. Oh, I also want to thank, you know, while, while, I'm, while I'm enjoying, um, so many of you, and I don't want to call everybody out by name, but so many of you not only give to the ministry and the work of this church, but are active in so many important ministries, services, political parties and affiliations, um, whether it be township supervisors or borough people or... Um, it, it's just the list is very long. And I think that always, to me, speaks well of who this body is. That this is a body of people that says, my discipleship looks, looks, looks strong and good in the outside world. So thank you for that. But going in, so uh, concerns this morning, we pray for the family of Linda Craig. Beth has been part of our congregation for a year, so I will be um, helping their family celebrate uh, Linda's life this week. Uh, prayers for the family of Ron Stallard, who um, I officiated at his service on Friday. Prayer for many who are still struggling with COVID and some other ongoing um, diseases. And also, as we look outside of ourselves, we pray for the people in this situation in the Ukraine, for the Sudan, for Nicaragua, for so many places in this world, including in our own country, that are um, bereft 
and, and left with violence. So uh, let's take this all to God. Oh God, you hear our prayers this morning, our joys which are many, thanksgiving for good neighbors, for beautiful flowers, for proms, for graduations, for hope, for healing, for scholarships, for heifers and sheep, for new members and old faithful friends. Oh God, our list is long of thanks. Our list is also long of persons we personally know who are in need this day, of families and relationships that need healing, of persons making really important and difficult decisions right now, whether young or old, about their futures, about transition in churches. Oh God, our list is long. We pray for those we know. And now, God, we lift up to you uh, those that only you see. Forgive us for times that we have shut our eyes. And held tightly onto what we could have given. Open our hearts and our hands. Free us. Free us to look more like Jesus. All this we pray in his holy name. And so hear us now as we have the privilege to pray together as one family. In the words Jesus taught his disciples to pray saying... Our Father, who art in heaven, hallowed be thy name. Thy kingdom come, thy will be done on earth as it is in heaven. Give us this day our daily bread and forgive us our trespasses as we forgive those who trespass against us and lead us not into temptation, but deliver us from evil. For thine is the kingdom and the power and the glory forever. Amen. And so before I send you forth, a uh, reminder, if you're heading to the party, uh, please enter over here by the, the door leading to Miller Parlor. I'll greet the rest of you at the door. Um, tomorrow evening, 7 o'clock, if you have any interest in knowing more about or know someone who would be helpful, uh, working on our broadcast booth, we'll see you then uh, in the sanctuary. Wednesday night, we are doing a mulching, and we're calling it a party. It's a mulching party. Um, uh, the Carneses have uh, once again generously are going to be bringing the mulch. If you have a wheelbarrow, that would be great. If you have a shovel, bring it along, or a rake, or just bring your, just bring your body. That would also be helpful. So uh, we'll see you there, uh, those of you who can come on Wednesday night. So. With that, let us go forth singing our closing hymn is all hail uh, the power of Jesus' name. It's in your hymnal and words are on your screen. We sing three verses, one, four, and six. Please stand if you are able.
the God of all grace, who has called us to eternal glory in Christ, establish you and strengthen you by the power of the Holy Spirit, that you may go forth to live each day in the grace and peace and love of the risen Lord. Go in peace. Amen. Amen.